0: Jesus, I crave to know one thanks for tuning in this is episode number 55 today I'm going to share a insight that occurred to me this morning I was speaking with a friend and we were talking about uh, Moses and the tablets and it 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 spurred in me a a remembrance of what I thought I had read so after our conversation ended, we, um, I began to, to pull up Exodus, it's chapter 34. And as I was going through it, I wanted to be sure, maybe I was misremembering something. But if you remember when Moses received the first set of stone tablets, the commandments, he gets those, God actually writes them himself. And he brings these tablets down and he, re- he sees Israel, his people, in full-blown sin, idolatry. Moses gets angry and he throws the tablets down, breaking them. Now, this is a picture Moses being a man breaking the covenant this the law now it it it's a picture for us man's inability man's breaking of the law but something new came this morning and and it was i feel deeply profound and very insightful that the Lord shared with me. So I'm excited to pass it on. So I'm going to read a few verses and then skip down to the end of Exodus 34. But but we're, we're going to be in, in this chapter. Uh, Exodus chapter 34, verse 1 says, The Lord said to Moses, Cut for yourself two tablets of stone, like the first, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Okay, so I want you to really notice that. The Lord says to Moses, Cut for yourself two tablets of stone, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets. Okay. Keeping that in the back of your mind, We're going to skip down to verse 27, and the Lord is giving Moses commandments, or his word. Now, he's gotten to the end of these commandments, and in verse 27, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Write these words, for in accordance with these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. Verse 28, So he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Now did you catch that it says and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant Now what I had remembered was I thought the Lord wrote what was on the second set of tablets And so I had to when I revisited this I saw that at the beginning of the chapter oh and God said I will write but then when you get to the verse 28 It says, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant. So my next question as I thought on this was, well, which he is it? He, Moses, or he, God? So it wasn't entirely clear as what I just read you. They didn't capitalize he, so for all I could draw from it, it sounded like it was speaking of Moses. But that didn't seem consistent with the first verse from what God said. So I went to the Jewish Orthodox Bible and it supports the fact that he, being Moses, wrote on the tablets the words of the Lord or Hashim. So the Jewish Orthodox Bible supports the English translation in verse 28 which indicates Moses being the he who wrote on the tablets. Now that baffled me because I I thought wait, God said I will write it. And then in verse 28 we see Moses writing it. Now this is where so consistently how God reveals things to me is through the forms of questions. And questions begin to be asked and I entertain those questions and I seek out those questions to understand to give of myself to think on it. And as I begin to as I acknowledge those questions and spend time with them God is it poured out abundantly in providing clarity. And answers to these questions. So, as I as I stayed in that and I thought on it, and I began to ask the question: Why is there? It seems like there's a discrepancy. It seems like you, why is it that that you said I will write it, being God, and then why did Moses end up writing it? So this is what I believe to be so deeply profound. Now, I'm going to read this next verse, and we're going to tie some things together. In verse 29, it goes on to say, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, as he came down the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone, or past tense of shine, it shined, because he had been talking with God. So in the, that's the ESV and the NIV it says, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. Now, keeping in mind that when Aaron and the Israelites see Moses, they're afraid to come around him because he is radiant. His skin is literally glowing. Now, as I think on this question, why is it that God said, I will write it, but then we see Moses writing it? Now, Moses had spent time with God previously. What was special about this particular interaction? Keeping in mind that when Moses threw the tablets down and broke them, that is, that is a shadow of or a type of to come man breaking the law. It was a foreshadowing of that. So when Moses gets the second set of tablets, now granted, what's written on these tablets are still... Um, Old Testament covenantal uh, uh, declarations or commandments, words. But I believe that what happened in that encounter with God is a picture, a shadow, a parallel of what is to come by way of the new covenant. When God said, I will write the words that were on the first tablets and we see Moses writing them. But when Moses comes down with these, he's glowing. Think back to another time that we can read of an of a individual glowing. Well, that's Jesus in his transfiguration His glory becomes manifest when he takes Peter, James, and John up to the mountain. And they see, it's as though the veil is removed off of Christ and they can see his radiance, his glory shining forth. So we see a similar thing occurring with Moses. What I believe the Lord showed me regarding this is, remember the question, God said, I will write it, but we see Moses writing it. Moses glows in his encounter with God. What was different about that encounter? I believe that God so filled Moses so abided in him or tabernacled in him that the glory of god shone out it sh- it shined forth it radiated out of moses because of the encounter not just not just a outward uh like sunburn but there was a luminescence that was that was coming out and off of moses because of the the encounter it's a picture of what would become by way of this new covenantal agreement uh, through jesus christ as as god would abide in his believer or in in his believers so so god would make his dwelling place in the new covenantal believer. And so the glory, the radiance would, would shine out. So I believe that when God said, I will write it and we see Moses writing it, I believe the two became so one that both statements can be true. God is writing it and Moses is writing it. I'm not saying that Moses became God, but it's it's the idea that that two become one. And I believe that it may be in John, I think, the book of John, where where Jesus is speaking of the Father in Him and the believer is in them and we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. There is a oneness of unity. There is an abiding tabernacling that is occurring. And so I believe that The two, Moses and the Lord, become so one that both statements carry truth. God will write it and he did so through Moses. So, it's not just a parallel but a physical thing happens. It's not just pointing to this new covenantal uh, encounter that would, would come, but there was an actual, an actual physical exchange where something happened to Moses in that, in that place, in that encounter that God so abided, so, so filled him that he shined and think about when jesus said i am the light of the world and then later on he goes on to say you are the light of the world he's speaking to believers speaking to his followers it is there is a luminescence that is occurring it, it, it's like a efferv effervescent tablet that's that's dissolving in liquid and it's just the 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 bubbles are being released um, off of it it's your effervescing Radiance. So I believe that that is what is occurring here. the The breaking of the tablets, symbolizing the breaking of the law that man would and had already done, even at its introduction. But this second set, I believe by way of Moses himself, he is demonstrating what would come by way of the spirit of God, who is God, would abide in each believer that would radiate light out of each of them. Now, think about this in verse 33. And as I was kind of preparing mentally to to say some of this, this, this shined forth as I was reading through it. It says, when Moses, verse 33, when Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. So he is speaking to the Israelites. They've come to him after being f- fearful of him because he's radiant. They come, he brings them into him, himself. He says, after they came, he gave them all the commands that the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. So when Moses finishes speaking to them, he puts a veil over his face. Now that's interesting. Why would he do that? I don't have an answer for you, but that's something to think about. Why would he veil himself after he was done speaking? Verse 34. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, the Lord, he removed the veil. Until he came out. So when he would go into the presence of the Lord, the veil came off. Ah, that is so um, picturesque of the new covenant. And, and Jesus demonstrated that very reality when upon his death and the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. From top to bottom that that shows that shows us a initiation from heaven to earth but we see that the veil being torn it's removed by the by the death of of christ he removes the barrier the hindrance to the presence of the lord and this is the very thing that Moses does; he takes his veil off in the presence of the Lord. Now, remember, it, it, this will unfold more as the new, there, as the Old Testament bears itself out, and and as God begins to teach them things. But, but this is this is really pre all of some of those Levitical laws of and the pray the te- the temple um it it's and and it would eventually come to a place where you know there's it, you could only approach him in a certain in a certain time of of the year only a certain priest who was fully um atoned by way of sacrifice all of these parameters had to be in place but absolutely um one could not just enter into the presence of the Lord under the the old covenant or the old Testamental um, law. And so I believe that that even more fully supports this whole picture of being a representation of what Moses is demonstrating, the reality that he's demonstrating. By, in, uh, as the heartbeat of this new covenant that will be revealed. Now, obviously, it is not actually revealed, but I believe God is giving whispers of that. Now we know that that the the new covenant that would come eventually through Jesus Christ we know that that's not an afterthought it was it was established before the foundation of the world of the earth we know that because jesus christ was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth so this new covenantal relationship it's not an afterthought it's not a plan b it was it was an established process that would be before anything had come to be so we can see, and um, we can see glimpses of this before it ever even is whispered of to be revealed. We can see glimpses of it if, if we, if we keep our eyes open and our hearts pliable to as we explore God's word. So, verse thirty-five: They saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. So I think that's where I will leave it um, for this episode. Um, I pray that I did it some sort of justice. Um, I believe it's a beautiful picture of what God was making available what he what he would make available, and Moses got a taste of it before it was ever considered before uh, what would eventually become Moses, I believe, encountered that, experienced it, and and the people of his day got to see it. And you know we fast forward two thousand years, fifteen hundred years. We fast forward that and we see Christ embodying what was, what was coming and what was becoming available. We see him demonstrate this same reality. And in fact, remember that when he was in the mountain transfigured, Moses and Elijah were with him. And you, know, you get Peter up there, kind of stumbling and bumbling, uh, not sure what exactly to do, and so he makes some suggestions, but but Jesus, being the one, demonstrated this very scene, this transfiguration. Now, it wasn't that Jesus himself looked like necessarily a different person he didn't change his appearance except the the way in which he was beheld his radiance shone through he became unveiled so um there's just i think there's so much inside of this you could uh i would encourage you to sit and think on this allow your imagination to to wander And I think that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal some wonderful uh, realities in this and uh, is eager to find people who will be curious and walk with Him in the halls of discovery. So I encourage you. I hope that this might inspire you somewhat to do that. and, And I think that if we give of ourselves in this way, that the Lord is eager and excited to to reveal these things to people who are interested and excited to to do that. So I, I pray that it's an encouragement. I pray that I did it some justice. And I believe that there is so much more inside of this topic, inside of this discussion, so many more parallels and insights that just it's infinite and the more that you uncover the more that you dig under the surface and and reveal these treasures i think there's just you you find more you dig a little more and you find some more and and so it's just this infinite treasure chest of discovery so i pray that it inspires you uh, that you see some of the magnificence of what is in what is available inside the Bible and and then having your ear tuned to to intimately encounter God so that he can speak and whisper these things to your heart these that this this is something that I think that is so important in the day that we live is that to be near to to God's heart so that you can hear these types of things because um I, I'm I'm sure that I'm not the only one who has noticed this this particular thing before. I've never heard it and I've never read it. And so if I don't have a a mind and heart tuned in to to what God wants to say, I could miss these types of things. And and this is what makes Bible reading and Bible study so much fun and exciting because it's like a, it's like a, a, a treasure hunt really. But if I don't have a, if I'm not tuned in to what God is wanting to say, then I could just miss all of these treasures, all of these beautiful things that. Are not necessarily explicitly written but they're buried inside of it if i can be tuned in to what god's wanting to say so i pray that you you really hunker in that uh, you draw near to the lord so that he can whisper things to you uh, because i know he wants to and he's eager to find those who are eager to hear from him and of him so I pray this blesses you. Thank you for taking the time and uh God bless you until next time. If it means I'm close to you, I would trade in new in lifetimes for a moment here with you, and in your house I'll